1: Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded.
0: Welcome, everybody, to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm
1: your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Hannah, I bought a water pick. Oh, my God, I saw. Yes, yes, yes. How's it going? When you said really aggressive... I thought that maybe you were being a little bit dramatic and I thought oh, it can't be that bad like you know I don't imagine it's going to be anything different to you know I, I just I didn't know what to imagine when you said that it was really aggressive I just thought oh it'll be like a little bit of water shooting out it can't be that bad it'll just be like a stream of water yeah and then I bought the water brand from the shaver shop mm-hmm. same oh did you I thought you bought the oral b one no, I
0: bought it from Chemist
1: Warehouse. Water pick. Yeah, yeah, okay. So wireless, the cordless. Sorry. Um, yeah. So you basically fill it up with like warm water, and then it actually goes through the water really quickly. Like I've got to do two refills. With yeah. The water. Anyway, so I use it the first time, and I haven't googled how to use it. I've just heard you say like, yeah, you got to have your mouth like in the shower, and you have your mouth open, or whatever. So I'm holding this thing at a distance, <laughs> and it's going everywhere. It's I'm thinking this is going to cut through my skin. Like it is so aggressive it shoots out and yeah. a million miles an hour you can take an eye out with it I'm not even being dramatic there and so I'm using this thing going oh my god like it's going wild in the shower I'm making noises I'm freaking out I don't know how to use it I'm like, how the hell does she use this thing in an appropriate way I just don't know what's going on you gotta put it right up to your gum yes yeah, so I didn't know that so I'm trying to do it from a distance and opening my mouth and being like and trying mm. to there and it's going everywhere and it's hurting me. yeah this, I'm like this is really painful and so I call my boyfriend down and I'm like can you try this thing out like he's never used one before I'm like can you try this thing like it's really I can't figure it out like, I flicked it all over my face like it's not good and then he jumps in the shower and he tries it and instantly he puts it straight in his mouth puts it right up his gums he's like yeah this is good and I'm filming him waiting for him to do what (laughs) I did and like make a complete fool of himself and he just knew instantly what to do and so he uses like yeah this is great I love it and I was like oh okay well let me have another go then so now I've figured it out I've figured out how to use it you got to have it right up close to your gums and I actually really enjoy it now you can't turn it on until it's in the yes you have to wait till it's in your mouth before you turn mm. it on and just regularly spit the water out and refill it as you go i have my head over and i let uh, the water dribble out yeah see that's not my strategy i have my head upright, no. and i just spit out as okay. i go i don't or i just let it dribble out as i go that's
0: too much coordination for my mouth
1: like i think yeah that, okay that's
0: like trying to keep it all the water in and floss and then spit it out and then fl- yeah i just head down <laughs> mouth open a little bit water just dribbles out and then yeah yeah that's how that's my
1: method it makes your teeth feel a Clean. lot cleaner yeah. yeah i'm really enjoying it i'm doing it every single day because it's kind of fun mm. and it's easy to do while you're in the shower like well conditioners in your hair or yeah you know, you're waiting for something it's just yeah very very easy to use i'm really enjoying it and i don't regret getting it now but it, the first time i used it i thought oh, i've wasted 60 dollars here this is not going to work for me i Wait, do not like 60 dollars mine was way more expensive than that yeah i got it on sale it was like 65 oh missed out yeah. oh, like, damn. oh maybe 100 yeah i looked for a bargain and i found oh, one nice so. Yeah, I think it was heavily discounted at Shaver Shop. For anyone that wants one, go and check out Shaver Shop first before our favourite discount pharmacy retailer, Chemist Warehouse. (laughs) All right, Hannah, what's on today's episode? So on today's episode, Megan from
0: our social team is joining us to tell a very funny period story. Mm -hmm. Then we are speaking to a doctor, an eye specialist, about eyelash health and, of course, the products we didn't know we needed.
1: Megan, you very graciously joined us on today's podcast episode. I was sitting with you in the office last week and I was trying to come up with some cringy combos. We had a few like outstanding ones we needed to fill in. And then you later that day, I think, or maybe the next day sent me a video from home and I said you have to come on the podcast and you agreed that you would happily come on to talk about this incident that occurred that is in fact very cringy so thank you for taking on the team yep anytime we do love to talk about poo and periods and everything in between in this podcast so I thought maybe you might want to start
2: us off by telling this story yeah so it was just I actually think it was the day before we were in the office joe
1: Oh, was it? Okay. It happened. So
2: it was just a regular Tuesday and I don't usually like leave my house until after work if I'm working from home because I'm just like in the zone. So it got to like, I don't know, maybe like 4.30 and I walked outside and in my front yard was just like this crime scene of like rubbish and just like junk everywhere. And just to set the scene, we're in like the middle of renovations at the moment, so I have no front yard gate Like, as in there's no front fence, so anyone can just walk straight in. And I also have a skip bin, like a four-meter huge bin in my front yard, like on the driveway. Anyway, so I was like, oh, my goodness, like someone has come and trashed my front yard or something. Like, what's going on? But then I looked closer and I saw, like, a bag that I knew had been inside that one of us had must have put in the bin. I think it was you. Oh, no. I think it might have been me. (laughs) Anyway... I look closer, I go to inspect, and there is my used tampon unraveled in the front yard for everyone to see. Anyone that's walking past can see this. Literally on the footpath. I was like, oh, my God. So I started filming like any millennial would straight away, and then as I looked, then I turned around, and there's literally like pads, tampons. So a crow or something must have gotten into my bathroom, like, bin bag, and just unraveled everything and dispersed it across my front lawn. So I don't know how long it was there for because I hadn't been out all day. <laughs> so literally all of my pads and tampons had just been on display for anyone walking past.
1: <laughs> so the neighbours like, oh,
0: someone's got their flow. <laughs> Can I ask you a personal question?
2: Yeah. Do you have a heavy period? Because <laughs> I don't. So mine wouldn't have been that bad, but... <sighs> It wasn't like full unsaturated, but it was still gross.
1: (laughs) It actually prompted me to go and have a look at Reddit Mm. for some other like cringy period stories. And I found one that has just made me decide I don't think I can ever do the cup thing. Mm. I just, I don't think it's for me. Remember that time I tried to use that maternity one by accident and I couldn't, I just could not get it up there. It was not working. I didn't know it was a maternity one at the time. And then I read the packet and I was like, oh, that's Uh, mine. (laughs) How big was it? It definitely is bigger than the other ones that I've been like, because I've been gifted a few of them because we have period products at Adore Beauty. But I haven't attempted a normal one again, Mm. just because the maternity one was so difficult to get in. Maybe I will try and give it a go at some stage. I just don't think I would have enough period to fill a cup up. Oh really? Okay. When that'd no. probably be quite hard to get out. You know, when your period's at the end and it's too light and the tampon feels like it's just being pulled from the
0: inside. <laughs> I have maybe one day where I have to like have like a oh. one or maybe I probably have two days of like a pad. I have asked a doctor if this is normal. It is normal. Like I was like a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like when I was getting my egg freezing, yeah. I was like They'll ask me about my periods, and I thought, oh, this is a sign that there's something wrong. There wasn't. It is quite normal, but I just don't – I would – sometimes tampons don't fill up.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, and they would hurt to take out. I'm trying
1: to pull it yeah. out, and it's like – Yes, nods. it's all dry. Oh. A dry tampon coming out is – oh. Yep. Anyone who wears <laughs> tampons oh. knows that feeling. Very, it'll give you the shivers. Yeah. So I saw this story on Reddit. His person said, removing a diva cup in a restaurant toilet, first and last time I've ever used one. Can I just say for, that's your first mistake, that you should be mm. removing them in the shower. I think that's like standard practice is like most people remove them in the shower or sitting like over the toilet at home so they can empty it. But I think a lot of people when they first start using them, it's recommended to use them in the shower. Okay. Anyway, got it halfway out and the rubber kind of popped back into shape and sprayed the entire cubicle. Oh! with blood so she's in a restaurant she's she's not at home in a restaurant it shocked me that much that i fumbled my hands and promptly tipped the rest of the cup contents into the jeans i had around my ankles waited 25 minutes in a cubicle with no loo roll
2: looking like a murder scene
1: before my family actually noticed i was missing and came looking for me
2: oh my god that's hard (sighs) at least she wasn't on a date that would have been
1: worse that came up three times on reddit as in like different versions of this story of people removing them in public <sighs> and it flicking back up because they're quite, like, you got to kind of balance them quite carefully. Like if you squeeze them together, the blood's just going to come over the top of them.
0: Oh, I've never used one. No, neither. Joe's used a maternity one.
1: You know what? I reckon I might try and use one and then I can report yeah. back yep. later about yep. it because people swear by them and I'm like, how? Mm. <laughs> how do they work? But. You know, Hannah, you're obviously not going to try them because you can't get a tampon in. So
0: Can get a tampon in. I actually use the, like, teenager tampons for girls. (laughs) (laughs) Tampons for beginners. Extra slim. (laughs) They're called girls. Like, I think they're, like, for teenagers who first get their periods. They're really small. That's so good. (laughs) Well, there's a hot tip. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Hot tip if you don't like tampons, Yeah. I was going to only say that what your story really reminded me of, Megan, was how sometimes when you go into a toilet, I will immediately walk in and immediately walk out because the sanitary pad tampon, what what do they call that? The box that's in the corner, the bin is full and the lid's open and I can just see and people don't, don't oh, don't. Megan's gagging. <laughs> and they don't wrap up because... The etiquette I thought was that you wrap it up in toilet toilet paper paper. and then put it in that little bin. But people don't do Mm. that. And sometimes when the bin's full, it's just sitting there
2: and I can't deal. Like, yeah. I actually have another cringy story. I walked into a toilet cubicle and I went to pee and down like the base of the toilet, there was just like blood dripping down on the actual base of the toilet. And look, no judgment, but I'm also like, if that happened, wipe it up. That's gross.
1: Maybe the person didn't realise that they'd done that. Probably, yeah. That reminds me,
0: another toilet story, public toilet. I was at a restaurant the other day, a cafe, and I was waiting for the toilet and I swear I waited 15 minutes. I really needed to go. (laughs) And I knew something. Anyway, this guy opens the door. He did look a bit sheepish. And he walks out back to the table, which was right there, like it was just in the courtyard. I go into the toilet, and I he's li- he's shut the lid. Oh, no.
2: he, it's and no, I no. open. The oh, lid. No. oh no! Oh no! Oh no! The whole toilet bowl is covered in like oh
1: Hannah, <laughs> oh like the worst.
0: Skid marks, you've ever seen. It's, it's, the the air was warm.
1: I'm shocked you went in there, Hannah. Like, that's so off brand for you to even walk in. The
0: air was really warm in there and it oh! smelled so bad. Oh, <laughs> Stop. So I quickly peed. I opened the door. I had the to. The there was the only toilet. And then I came out. I said to the girl, That wasn't me. There was a girl waiting. Oh.
1: And I said, That wasn't me. And she- imagine if she's listening to this podcast and the whole time she was like, Oh, that had a first girl. She definitely was <laughs> those skid marks.
0: The worst giddies, like it was the worst you've ever seen. Anyway, there was a toilet brush right there. He oh. would have cleaned it up. Anyway, why would I, he? He's mad. I walked. <laughs> he was sitting right there in the courtyard, and I had to walk past him, just
2: knowing, shaking my head.
1: Did, <laughs> did you walk past him and go, "You're disgusting"?
0: No, I didn't. But I did look at him and was <laughs> yeah. just wondering. I mean, he would have been – I think he knew what was about to happen when he – because I think I tried to open the door so he knew someone was waiting.
1: The best thing about that, though, is that, Hannah, you can't control how your face looks. I know. (laughs) You would have looked at him innocently but your face would have said a totally different story and he would have known in his soul what you saw.
0: I was more angry about the girl behind yeah, than me. me. Yeah. like it was disgraceful. Yeah. Like the bathroom was covered, the whole toilet seat. Oh, even. oh
2: my god! Yeah. Not the toilet seat, the toilet bowl, and like there was a brush. He could have cleaned it up. Just clean it, yeah. yeah. Like you know, it's mother nature, human nature. Totally. Sometimes, but yeah. just clean totally. it. Yeah, just clean exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. it's gonna happen. We all do it. We yeah. all poo. That actually prompts me one other cringy story. Um, once I was in big W and I was just looking for toys or something for my niece. And all of a sudden, like this smell was just like everywhere. And I was like, what on earth is that? I turn around and there is a turd sitting just in the aisle no. of Big W no. a naked turd. No. Yes. <laughs> I swear Joey was with me and we Oh my god. My god. We both just looked at each other and went, What? Oh my god. And we both just left. We didn't even say anything. Oh my god. Like a turd, Good guys. A naked <laughs> turd.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, but some poor staff member at Big <laughs> W man. has had to go and pick oh. up a human turd. Yes! I wonder if it was a kid that's like run away from its mum yeah. and pulled down their pants yeah. and, like, they've had to go and they've just and left the crew there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even in a nappy, it just
1: turned. Yeah, I reckon yeah. they've just pulled their pants down, done a
2: swift one and just gotten right back up again. Mm, and left it there for us to find. Was it in the middle of a walkway? Yeah. It was literally just right smack bang in the middle of an aisle. You
1: should have alerted the staff so they could put a wet floor sign out. Yeah, I know. Someone's probably slipped on that. Some poor old lady has probably slipped on that turn.
2: We were just (laughs) so in shock. Like we both, I just, it's almost like I got shy or embarrassed. I was like, oh my God. And we just left. No, it wasn't (laughs) me. I would at least clean it up if I did that.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, well, that ended up being a whole segment of cringy stories, didn't it? Yeah. thought it was just gonna be the tampon, but <laughs> <laughs> we've got some bonuses. Thanks yeah. for joining us, thanks. We appreciate yeah. it. Anytime. So today we're talking eyelash health. We've got Dr. Lana Del Porto with us today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Now I think we've discussed eyelashes on a few occasions, Hannah, but I want to discuss the lash growth cycle because I think this might be different to our hair growth cycle. So, Lana, maybe you can explain first and foremost for us what is the lash cycle and what should it look like? So,
3: there are three phases to the lash growth cycle. Firstly is the anagen phase. Now the anagen phase is the active growth cycle, so during this stage the lashes are continuously growing. Only a small portion of your lashes will be in this phase at any one time. The anagen phase can last anywhere from four to ten weeks. Now keeping lashes in this phase for longer will help them grow longer. Phase two is the catagen phase. So during the catagen phase of the eyelash growth cycle your eyelashes have reached their full length and they stop growing. It's kind of a transition phase, the hair follicle shrinks and it detaches from its blood supply. Your lashes stay in this transition phase for only two to three weeks. Now if lashes fall out or are removed during this catagen phase, the eyelashes will be unable to grow back until the cycle finishes and you start back at antigen phase again. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's an important thing when it comes to lash loss and antigen phase that we talked about is an important thing when it comes to lash growth. Mm -hmm. Now the final phase is the telogen phase and that's a resting phase and it lasts four to eight weeks. So the lashes essentially rest So what happens is there's a new lash coming beneath the old one and once it's ready, the old one will fall out. Uh, So those are the three phases and you can see that there's various different lengths for Mm -hmm. each of those stages of the cycle and that varies from person to person.
1: And so every eyelash, like every single eyelash is in a different phase. It's not that all your eyelashes are in the same phase at all times. That's why your eye eye is never bald.
3: Exactly. (laughs) And that's the key. And if you look really closely in the mirror, you will see the tiny, tiny lashes so those are the ones in the anagen phase. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are growing. And the ones mm-hmm. that are generally at their full length and looking nice and dark, nice and long, nice and thick, they're the catagen phase ones. So they're just kind of sitting there in transition. They're fully grown mm-hmm. but haven't fallen out yet. Mm -hmm. and then the ones you find on your cheek that have fallen out (laughs) are the ones that have just finished their telogen phase
1: okay good to know
0: so what are some of the most effective ways to promote eyelash growth and thickness we would really love to know whether lash serums can
3: they be dangerous Mm, This is an interesting one, actually, especially as an eye doctor. I actually made a post on my Instagram about this. I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but essentially we'll start with the basic stuff. So a healthy diet can be really important for giving nutrition to the lashes from the inside out. So there's really three, no, four main things that you need to eat (laughs) to make sure you have healthy lashes. So the first one is omega-3 fatty acids. So that's things like in salmon. Uh, The next is biotin, which is in egg yolks, peanuts and avocado. Then you've got iron and a lot of women are deficient in iron. So one of the benefits of making sure your iron levels are right is eyelash growth. And then there's folic acid, which is found in milk, peanuts, legumes and whole grain cereal. Now we come to the interesting part, which is lash growth serums. So we don't want to get confused between a lash growth serum, which is mostly natural products, and a lash thickening medication Mm -hmm. because they're two different things. So the lash growth serums, they work throughout the whole lash cycle. Now, you need to make sure when you buy a Lash Growth Serum that you know what's in it before you put it on your lashes. So mostly these products contain combinations of natural things like green tea, biotin, which is one of the things I said needs to be in your diet, natural oils and other lash enhancing ingredients. And from product to product, the ingredients do vary, but there are a lot of natural oils there that are used to moisturise the lashes they can make the lashes fuller and stronger but results may vary from person to person Mm -hmm. Uh, and generally they're pretty harmless but do check the ingredients so that's the serums. Now with the thickening medications, we're really talking about a drug, the most popular one or the one you probably would have heard of is called Latisse.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So Latisse is actually a prescription medication, so you can get it from a dermatologist, but I think you can buy it online through American sources without a prescription. Yeah. Now it's actually bimatoprost, which is a glaucoma eye drop which I prescribe for my glaucoma patients on quite a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Now, I prescribe it to control the eye pressure because glaucoma is a disease where you get elevated eye pressure and that damages your optic nerves. Mm -hmm. I can always tell if a glaucoma patient is on bimatoprost because they have long, thick, dark lashes that are like (laughs) <laughs> beautiful right
1: <laughs> what an amazing side effect of medication if only mm. all medications that's it have. that's
3: it but there are some downsides to this drug now these downsides can happen whether you're on the glaucoma eye drop or on latisse so probably the thing that would upset people the most is you can get darkening of the eyelids themselves I have heard that. Mm. The second Mm. most bothersome thing for people, I think, is that you can get darkening of the iris. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you're really happy with your light blue eyes. I don't have light blue eyes, but some people do, Mm. and they start to turn green or they start to turn brown. Green eyes will often turn brown and blue eyes will turn green. And there's no way to get rid of that pigment once it's there.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, mine can't get any darker, so should I just be buying
3: these drops (laughs) might already black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and the other thing is if the eyelash thickening medication hits your skin not on your lashes, it's possible to grow a hair there. Yes,
1: I've seen that excess hair growing on the cheek. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. yeah, I can't prove or disprove that, that was definitely from Latisse, but you do wonder. Yeah. So, those are the things and the people that are on the glaucoma eye drop can also get a sunken look to their eyes. So it causes the kind of fat atrophy around the orbit. So those are the downsides. But I suppose if you're really careful with it and really only get it on the lash line and only use it for a few months at a time, you're probably okay. Amazing lashes though, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or just go and get granny's glaucoma eye drop Yeah. <laughs> and give that a go. That works as well. <laughs> So I hope that makes it clear about the difference between serums mm-hmm. and thickening medications. Yes, definitely. Now,
1: how can we protect our lashes from damage when we wear makeup or false lashes or lash extensions? Because I feel like they're the most common things that cause lash loss. Exactly.
3: Look, let's face it, we basically all wear makeup. So we start with the basic stuff there. Never be too rough with your lashes in terms of avoiding really harsh movements against your natural lashes when rubbing away makeup or pulling at your lashes because they will fall out and you have to wait a full lash cycle for them to come back. Now, makeup needs to be thoroughly removed, yet gently, before bed. Mm-hmm. So the build-up of makeup on your lashes can actually stunt the growth of your natural lashes and prohibit it from entering the next phase of the cycle. Choose a mascara that is natural and conditioning and avoid, if you can, waterproof mascara, which needs a lot of pulling and scrubbing to get it off
1: Mm -hmm.
3: now when it comes to false lashes so many of us wear false lashes as well but more occasionally than makeup you have to be super careful with the glue so you want a glue that's non-toxic and also one that doesn't stick to your natural lashes and end up pulling them out when you remove your lash. So generally the more expensive glues are better. Uh, But if you find a glue that is really pulling your lashes out and seems terrible, just buy a new one. Mm -hmm. Lash extensions. Okay. Lash extensions are not fantastic for your natural lashes. But there are many ways that we can use lash extensions without damaging our natural lashes too much. Mm -hmm. So you can actually avoid most of the risks associated with lash extensions by following some guidelines. So number one, have a professional certified beautician attach your lash extensions and in a clean environment. Ask for the list of ingredients used in the adhesive So you don't want to use anything that contains formaldehyde because this is toxic, not just to your lashes but to your eye and to your body Mm -hmm. and can cause very severe allergic reactions. And if you're allergic to latex, make sure that's not listed in the ingredients because then you'll get a severe allergic reaction Mm. um, and have to have the lashes removed quite promptly. Make sure your clinician uses surgical glue, not nail glue. Mm. And that's a very easy question to ask them. And if they're using nail glue, don't ever go back there. Mm. Do you see that happen a fair bit? Uh, not so much in this country, but certainly okay. in the US and Europe, it can. Wow. Yeah. But it's worth asking because mm. some of them may not know the difference. Yeah. Make sure your clinician washes their hands and the environment is sterilized and clean because it's so easy to introduce bacteria. And I've certainly mm. seen infections on the eye and eyelid following lash extensions Mm. Uh, and finally if you have sensitive skin or allergies to certain products or makeup make sure you do a patch test first with the glue that they're using and the other products they use Mm -hmm. so those are the main things that we can do to try to protect ourselves
0: you did mention with the lash extensions you've seen infections can you run us through what are the risks of false lashes or lash extensions like are there any cases that you've seen
3: Yeah, I have. There are uh, risks of false lashes and lash extensions. Firstly and foremost, there are certain medical conditions that if you have them, you shouldn't get lash extensions
1: ah okay
3: if you have eyelid dermatitis which is basically allergy of the eyelids and it can be related to eczema which is actually quite common don't do it don't get lash extensions it's just going to make it worse and you're going to have to have them removed secondly are uh, blepharitis so that's inflammation of the eyelid they often have kind of a redness where the lashes come out that's also super common mm-hmm. do not get lash extensions if you have active blepharitis alopecia which is basically hair loss or balding, Mm -hmm. which people can get on their head or eyelashes or both. Or if you have trichotillomania, which is when you pull your own hair out. Yeah. Now, in terms of the risks of lash extensions that are stated by the American Academy of Ophthalmology, they really only state that there's three main things. So There can be temporary or permanent loss of lashes from complications during the extensions. There can be skin irritation of the eyelid and there can be infections. Now, the infections take two forms. So it can just be an infection of the eyelid, which is conjunctivitis, and that's usually bacterial, that the lashes will kind of become clumpy and gluggy Mm -hmm. and you get like a yellow mucus or pus the person has introduced infection at the time of application and they need to be removed. The most serious complication I've seen from LASH extensions is bacterial keratitis. So what that is is when you actually get bacteria growing on the surface of your cornea Mm. and your cornea is the clear layer over the top of your coloured iris and that can cause an ulcer. Oh. Potentially if that's not treated quickly, you can lose your vision with that. Wow that requires drops every one hour to try to kill the bacteria that is now growing in your cornea. And that actually occurs because there's bacteria on the lash which then sits on the cornea in a particular spot all day and all night and the bacteria just gets into the cornea. Mm -hmm. I've only seen that once but it's pretty yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in terms of just complications that can occur from eyelash extensions, these are mostly things to do with the skin. I've seen that quite a few times, and it's generally the chemicals in the glue. Even the safest glue is still a whole bunch of chemicals. Yeah. You might have certain symptoms, so it's things like stinging and burning in the eye or eyelid that first day, eyelid swelling, redness, bloodshot eyes, itchiness, pain and rash. Now, if you have any of those symptoms, you probably need to go get the lashes removed. Mm -hmm. That's basically all the risks I can come up with for false lashes and lash extensions. That was very helpful.
1: I think we're all going to be a little bit more mindful now if we don't get lash extensions. Hannah, what do you think?
0: Well, I've (laughs) had them put on once in the last few years. I just found them irritating for me. So I won't be getting them done again, I don't think. What about you, Joe?
1: Well, I get regular lash lifts Mm -hmm. and I haven't had any complications from that yet. But I'm sure it's probably the same thing. There's chemicals involved. It's very close Mm. to your eye. You need to be going to someone that has cleaned their area that they're working from and they need to be a professional of what they're doing to make sure that they don't impact your Mm. eye at all.
3: Yeah, that's perming solution. Mm -hmm. I had that done once and it worked okay, but it it probably only lasted like a week. And then I was like, oh... Probably won't bother. Oh, really? Mine lasts for
1: a good like six to eight weeks, so I'm a I'm a big fan. But you've got to have pretty resilient eyes. My mum tried to have it done; she's got very sensitive eyes, Mm. and it was not for her. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got to be prepared for it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Lana. No problem. You can find Dr. Lana at Dr. Lana Surgeon on Instagram if you want to go and check out her content. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Product we didn't know we needed, Hannah. You've got one that's not an Adore Beauty product today. (laughs) You know what? I'm all for doing products that we don't stock if they're genuinely helpful. That's what we're here
0: for. Well, I'm going to say that I bought this and was so confused by it. And then I used it and I was like, oh my God. So I had like, I've been getting a little bit of back pain, probably from doing puzzles, like yeah. you know, slouched <laughs> over. So I've had like a little bit of back pain and I went to Chemist Warehouse mm-hmm. and I was looking for something to stick onto my skin that would heat up, something to sort of help the back. And I ended up, this was like on sale. So I of course bought the thing that was on sale instead of buying what I actually wanted. Yeah. And I open it up and it's like, you have to stick it on clothing you can't stick it straight on the skin which was like the first thing i was like oh this is annoying but i put a t-shirt a tight t-shirt on and they're called it's the hot ease heat pads and basically it's pain relief patches for period and back and shoulder pain Mm -hmm. so if you had your period you could stick it onto your on the front yeah kind of like a heat pack yeah. except you stick it onto your clothes. So what you do is like I put a t-shirt on and I stuck, they look like pads, <laughs> like actual yeah so like it looks like you've got two pads stuck <laughs> on the back of your t-shirt. So I put the two pads on the back and I ended up going to bed. They last like it says 14 hours. That's amazing. It was really warm on my back and it felt really, really nice on my sore back. Woke up the next morning, still warm. No way. Yes. The next morning they're still warm. It was like a heat pad that just stays hot all night. I'm going to get
1: those. I love having my heat pack.
0: Yeah. So it says for muscular aches and pains, joint stiffness and backache, which is what I used it for. They're self-heating, they're air activated and... They do look like period pads. So you just get them out of the packet and they warm up? You just open the packet. They activate in the air. Okay. Stick it to the back. Like I've had a tight T-shirt on, stuck them to the back on either shoulder and they just stay hot and they stay hot until the next day. And then you throw them out? Then you throw them out. Yep. Yeah. So there's 10 in a packet. Wow.
1: That's so cool. Do
0: not stick on your skin though. Okay. Yeah. That's a
1: big no-no. Yeah, loved them. I'd love to just have those for when it's really cold. Like I'm freezing right yeah. now. I would love to have my heat pack with me. Yeah. Maybe I should get those just for sitting around the house. I think if you had
0: period pain as well, that instead yeah. of like a hot water bottle, you could stick that
1: to your the front. Especially at night, like instead of you having to get up and heat up your heat pack again or whatever. They stay hot for 14 hours. It's crazy. That's amazing. I wonder how that works. That's, that's really cool technology. It's got
0: iron powder, water-activated carbon. It's got, like, I guess it's some sort of scientific reaction with the air. The air chemical reaction. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's very cool. Great product you didn't know you needed. That was excellent. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what a tip. My product today is MAC Lipstick, the shade mm-hmm. in particular, Lady Danger. Love. Anyone that has used this shade... Is probably obsessed with it. Mm. So after we did our color analysis, do you know I've still got, I'm holding up my little card to Hannah, mm-hmm. got my color analysis card. I have been sticking to that wow. so closely and it's so true. Mm. So I'm being very particular with the kind of shades that I wear, even with my makeup. So do you remember when they put that lip shade over me they when we were did. in the studio and it yep. was like a orangey red? Yeah. So I feel like Lady Danger is quite similar to that.
0: Beautiful.
1: I wore it yesterday for a shoot and I actually went back through my Instagram because I'm like, when is the last time I wore a red lip? Like I don't, I've been given all these lipsticks over the last few years, but I'd never wear color anymore. And I used to wear it pretty regularly. And I went back to January, 2020 at the tennis with my dad. That was the last time that I wore red lipstick in an Instagram post. Wow. I can't remember wearing it since. Maybe I've worn it for like Mm. an event or something, maybe just not taking photos. But I genuinely think it's been that long since I've actually had fun with makeup because I just lost it over COVID. I just didn't really want to do my makeup. Same. And it didn't come back. Yeah, and I used to love doing my makeup and now it feels a bit more like a chore, which is kind of sad because I used to really enjoy doing it. But I wore a red lip yesterday for a shoot that Megan and I were doing because I had to make myself look really like doled up. Mm. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I need to wear this more often. Like this is a really beautiful red. It actually suits my skin tone really well. And it just makes me look like I'm done. Mm. You know? Yeah. When you feel like it's like when I haven't got my hair done, I just feel I'm not ready for the day. Like I can't, if I've not done something to it, I don't feel like my best self. Yeah. I'm sure Linda can relate to that because she wears a full face of makeup to the gym. So she does. (laughs) (laughs)
0: She
1: could probably relate to that feeling. But yeah, I really am back on the red lipstick bandwagon. And my boyfriend said to me as well the other day, he's like, I actually really like you in red lipstick because he'd seen a couple of photos of me wearing a red lip, but I've never actually worn it around him. So, yeah, I decided that I'm going to start doing the red lip a little bit more often. You're taking it to Europe with you? I might. You know what? I might. I might chuck it in the bag. That might be just like
0: just on its own. That
1: might be nice for a night out. Yep. agree. I might do that. But those orangey kind of reds definitely are more suitable to my skin rather than a cool like blue based deep red. And that is my product I didn't know I needed today. Well, I was
0: going to say I am going straight after this to, in a couple of hours, going to get my tattoo removal.
1: Oh, how's that going, by the way? Show me. Give me an update. Okay. Have a look. (gasps) Oh, wow. Can you see? Yeah, it's faded quite a lot. It was very dark when you first had it. It's like the two little
0: charms on that right side are really almost gone. However, the other side has been a bit more stubborn. I just didn't realize, like I've spoken every time I go and like we have a chat about at Vic Dermal Group and go watch the video on YouTube of me screaming. I don't scream as much anymore, but it's still just as painful. Like (laughs) it's so painful. Every time I go and I ask person doing it, like how do people get sleeve tattoos like how do they do it and I think last time I was there she said like some guy he's doing full sleeve or his whole back or something and he just is so quiet and just sits through it doesn't complain
1: he probably has to meditate through it I can't
0: understand because it is so tattoo removal is probably the most painful thing I've ever done
1: but you know why it's more painful for you? Wrist. You've got it on the inside of your wrist where all of your veins are connecting to your hand. The skin is like as thin as it can possibly be. Yeah, And you're going over that area because I remember I had some iron staining in that area and I had to have laser genesis over it to get rid of it. And even that was quite painful. And laser genesis on my face, not painful at all. It feels amazing. But the heat was like too much in that area because the veins are so close to the skin and they're like, they're big veins too. So I feel like that's probably why it's more uncomfortable for you to have because of that.
0: Yeah. It's like the most painful thing, but
1: It's a very small area, so I can't imagine if you had like a full sleeve tattoo and you were trying
0: to get the whole thing removed.
1: I always see people having their face tattoos done on TikTok. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, that
1: looks really painful, really painful. Do they scream or like... Yeah, yeah. A lot of them just like flinch and just are holding their breath and the person's like, keep breathing, keep breathing because a lot of people forget to keep breathing when something's really painful, but breathing through it does help. I mean, the thing is that... And also, you never, you don't know
0: how many sessions it's going to take. That's another thing. Like, I think I'm up to maybe six or seven and it is now it's starting to move, but for the first four maybe five it wasn't moving like it really and I thought this is never going to go away it has now started to remove is that one that you had done overseas no I had it done here but it was a very long time ago and they'd say it it depends on the ink that they used it depends there's so many factors that will influence so basically no more tattoos and I would tell people to think very carefully like if you're thinking oh I can get a tattoo because I can always get it removed do not do that yeah. Do not like because it t- it takes longer than I was expecting. It's way more painful than I was expecting, mm-hmm. so I would definitely think twice. You'd reconsider. Real, mm. you, just expect that you're going to have it forever. Like you just yeah. have to. If you can't handle the pain of getting it removed, or the amount of time it takes, like you might give up on it. Because I almost have given up on this. I'm like, oh my god, this is taking so. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely think twice before.
1: Getting a drunken tattoo. Before getting a tattoo. Yep, that's wise words, Hannah first. Thank you, wise words. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends, it helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.